Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 1/8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Good morning, all. Welcome to the Kickstart Podcast presented by ProTaper. I'm Don Maeda, joined in the office by Chase Curtis, and we've got Mike Antonovich, remote from Illinois, and Alex Ray, remote from the Tunnel of Love in uh, <laughs> Kentucky. Yep, that's Ken- where I'm at. Kentucky. So it is the morning after uh, the Hangtown Dirt Diggers Classic weekend, and... Uh, Chase and I went to the race, and man, what a weekend, huh? Yeah. Hangtown, that was my first time to Hangtown. Is that it? place is pretty sick. Yeah. I feel like it kind of has a bad rep just because maybe the track's not the best. Uh-huh. But, dude, I was kind of in awe the whole day in the facility. I didn't know it was a huge State OHV night. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty cool. Don't, Chase, don't you see all that stuff and just want to drive up there in, like, January or February? Dude, Totally. I was telling my uh, my chick's dad, like, because they go to the desert and stuff all the time, obviously, and he loves going to, like, races. Like, they'll go to Washougal and all that. He's never been there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, dude, you guys should go there, see if you like it, and then make a trip up there. And the then o- the only downside to that place is that, like, r- this time of year, it's brown. Yeah, Like, totally. it's just beat. Yeah. But there's trails. Mm-hmm. There's all that off-road truck rock. Oh, yeah, all the rock stuff. Rock stuff. Um I think it's a huge facility. I mean, you Google Earthed it, right? And you saw yeah. a shitload of... Uh, on Google Earth, I was looking at one track. I was like, huh, that kind of like looks a little small for a national track. And then I zoomed out, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. What is uh, what is the pro racer's opinion of Hangtown A, Ray? I never really liked it, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, a lot of those off-camber turns, <laughs> I, I don't know. It just wasn't, wasn't real good for me ever. Um, but this is this year i mean yeah we're only two rounds in and both rounds were in california but does it seem to you guys that they're prepping the tracks differently this year they're, just, that deep. they're not going to that that deep uh rice hole type you know slot car racing they're going to more like of a traditional style like track prep to where it's like a little bit more harder packed choppier uh more ways to like move around the track yeah, I told Don after practice, like, hey, it looks like it's ripped perfect for, like, us to go out there and have a moto. Yeah. I was yeah. talking to a couple guys that were yeah. pretty bummed it wasn't deep. Especially, like, you mentioned it, those those off-camber ones, like, that one coming back down the hill after the start, dude, the there right was hand? no ruts there. Like, yeah. people were just fighting, trying not to fly off the hill the entire yeah. turn. It, that yeah. looked like uh, that looked like Troy Lee or Diablo. <laughs> yeah, skyline. it did not look fun, yeah. You see all those hills, they are very fast. Like, mm-hmm. when I watch a how, how fast those guys are going with the jumps that are even mixed in, you, you can't tell on TV how quick all that stuff is. And it's not like the steepest drops and rises or anything. They're just so fast and full of ruts and chuckles and rollers and jumps. Like, those downhills at Hangtown are very, very gnarly. No, yeah, they're, they're super... And they get super choppy as well. Like, like coming down those those breaking bumps, they just look super sharp coming down those hills. I mean, you see a bit a couple guys as well. I think I've seen in the lights class that Jack Chambers kid crash going down one of the hills, and then uh, also that uh, that guy from the UK, uh, Josh okay, Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah. Uh, Gilbert crashed his brains out. Was that Dude, the, took was a that the four fifty class? Right to the face. Yeah, Don was right okay, there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how Don didn't. He get stopped hit. crashing about uh, ten feet before he got to me. <laughs> Dude, and he had a oh, big wow. one in practice too, big one. But uh, yeah, it was gnarly. Yeah, it's funny because like, you don't know. think of Hangtown, you think of hills, and you think of Glen Helen, right? Like the right. big downhills. But like Hangtown's got his fair share of hills too, but they're not totally. as steep, so you go faster, right? Yeah. Yeah, like uh, first uh, first lap, filming them coming down that first big hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was standing there. Whoa, whoa. That guy. Whoa. Look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of scary stand there, like, because guys get a little bit of head shake or start yeah. swapping. But, yeah, the one that took the cake was that guy that hit the fence. And totally. 
It's funny. Like yeah, I watch. I was... Go ahead, Avery. Yeah, I was just looking on on Instagram, like before the race, and they had I think like the the throwback of uh, Roncada and Stu, right, where they were just going inside, outside, like all around the lines and everything. And then this weekend, I feel like it was it was kind of like that, you know, like whenever they show the drone shot with Sexton and Roxon, it's like they could go a lot of different places on the track and didn't have to follow or they could use the whole track. The whole track was usable. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was, uh, that, that off camber chase was mm-hmm. so gnarly. And I mean, there's the, a lot of things there that look really yeah, difficult technical. without, without being overly rutted. Yeah. You know? Did you, you said you didn't go into the far back. I didn't area, go right? the far, far back. Guys, that that section where they were a couple of the guys were like tripling into those stupid roller things before they step up. Do you know what I'm yeah. talking about, dude? That yeah, was yeah. so gnarly. Like a couple of us walked over there and I was filming, and we were like scared to be like we weren't we were allowed to be where we were at, but we were <laughs> scared because of the guys like just swapping out before that step up. It was brutal. Yeah. That video of uh, of Hunter Lawrence and Munoz, I think, was that on the site lap, or was that like in the practice, or when was that? Where like know. Hunter almost landed on Munoz right there. Mm, I didn't see that. I don't know. Oh, I didn't see it either. That's a good Must have been practice. Must have been practice because yeah. Munoz wouldn't have been around yeah, Lawrence. There was some sketchy moments because I walked up the track and practiced just because I'd never been there. I wanted to see, like, where I could film, like, some good areas. And talking back about the downhills, I saw two guys. I think one was Hunter Cross. I don't know who the other guy was. Both coming down the downhills and, like, both kind of swapped. It wasn't bad, but they both landed on their shoulders and both dislocated their shoulders. And they got up and did, like, the in-pain walk, like, kind of cradling their shoulder pointed at doc bodner and was like come here come here no way <laughs> yeah, and doc put, put him back in yeah identical uh, identical crashes and everything wow not really you know what? i think that's the other thing about that dirt though that people you know we never think about we always talk about how hard pack uh colorado is and we know that Hangtown's really really hard pack and all the stuff that they've tried to do but dude anytime that anybody hits the deck there you don't you feel it like yeah. you're not ride that crash off like you're pretty much done for the day after that mm-hmm. yeah Jalik. But even look at how mosman like i'd love to see what that crash was but i mean oh i got look it look at how twisted up his handlebars were yeah you know you look at that that doesn't a bike doesn't get that mangled when it's ripped super deep and no. super soft and everything like that that's that's hardback for sure yeah he swapped out that uh like you know like this that, where, that downhill with yeah. option jumps on it where Jay Coop went went off the track. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. He turned the right, thing. and there was like a roller. He swapped right there. Yeah, I think there was like a little mm. a kicker in that left line when they came back for the second moto because mm-hmm. him, Justin Cooper, a couple guys like got their rear end kicked out over that thing before they step up. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Jet looked miserably sick all day, dude. Yeah, you yeah. know what's funny after, is after the first moto, like he was throwing up and everything. Yeah, he was uh, not his usual perky cheerful self at all i mean even his podium interview was really flat like nah, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. yeah uh do he didn't do the first photo interview yeah he I skipped was, it and you know me watching from home and i i kept you know them saying like yeah jet doesn't feel good jet doesn't feel good we know the guy at some point in time but uh i was really like well how sick is he and then i saw after that and i'm like wow if he is Anton, are you in your tornado tornado shelter? <laughs> you know, and then uh, so that makes what he did in that in that second moto even more impressive because he knew he wasn't going to feel good and he saw that opportunity and he just took it. And then it wasn't a blowout lead; like he was never more than I think three or four seconds ahead of Jacob. But that was just enough to do what he needed to do on Saturday, and that that was a really smart ride by him. Probably one of his best result rides considering the circumstances for sure yeah absolutely he was uh you know the little tent area that they have for the guys to recoup before they go to the podium mm-hmm. he literally looked like he was gonna cry he was sitting there and looked so miserable and hunter looked just drained depleted but but mm-hmm. but jet <laughs> jet looked like he was like in physical pain and uh 
Yeah, he he was spitting up and stuff back there. They had Osho was, you know, giving them bottles and water and stuff like that, and Johnny was on him. Like, Johnny didn't even really give him a chance to to do anything. He had a water bottle down the back of his jersey. And so that was good because you know that, that Johnny really, really knows how sick those guys are and what he's going to do to make sure that they get better as soon as they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Johnny was putting ice on his back, ice down his jersey and stuff. Hmm. Was it uh, – it wasn't that hot, though, huh? No. No, but it did – so, dude, Second the weather was weird. Yeah, so as we're on the line for the first gate drop for 250, uh, it starts, like, <laughs> raining on us. So we were all like, oh, oh, I saw the goggle guys kind of freak out. Yeah. And then by the time the second moto for 250s came out, it was – it got probably low 80s, high 70s, but yeah. it was still kind of humid. Just warm enough to be kind of unpleasant. Yeah, yeah. Not. It was nice, though. Yeah, overall day was really good. Except that skies That's were really gray become, and flat. Yeah. Gross for photos. That little bit of, like, cool weather and, like, is it going to rain or is it not? I feel like that's been happening at Hangtown a couple times in these last few years, too. Yeah. Global warming. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Alex Ray, you were not there. No. And uh, the Neither rig, was your the, team. The rig was there, and it was parked front and center. Yeah. Guys, it was the best parking spot you guys have had for any event all year. <laughs> right across from Red Bull KTM. But, uh, yeah, what's going on with the team? Yeah, so uh, we had Jacob Runkles uh, for the first round. And then, uh, I don't know, like after the first round, obviously I don't think he was very pleased with his results. Um, I mean, he he was on the bike. We tested with it. Everything was good. We get to round one, and it wasn't – I don't think he, it was what he thought it was going to be. Like, I mean, obviously, like, no bike's going to work that well at Paula. Mm-hmm. Um and and, uh, and yeah, he we just decided, or he decided that he didn't want to uh, do it. He wanted to do it on his own. And uh, and yeah, so uh, we have uh, Kessler Kessler coming back um, here pretty soon. You know, he had that wrist. In. Uh, it's just going to take him a couple of weeks. He might be back at Denver. Uh, I don't know yet. And then uh, we're also working on someone else. Um, I don't know uh, who yet, but. I, I talked to Jason a little bit last week, and he said he was working on getting another rider. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're kind of at a standstill right now, which it's a bummer, you know. But these things happen. We always have injuries in the sport, you know, and can't can't always make everyone happy. So yeah. it's it's tough, but uh, you know we're we're working. We're getting it back. So truck driver drove the truck. I can hang or at High Point. I won't be at I won't be at Denver either. Um, my parents have a race uh, this upcoming weekend. So I'm headed to Tennessee uh, here in a few days, so mm-hmm. I can help my dad with that, and then I'll be back at High Point. Oh, have you proposed yet? Not yet, no. Hmm. Have you, you got to get a ring first? Yeah, have you started looking? Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Ronnie's got a couple in the pawn cabinet that you could pull. Oh, uh, uh, trust me, my mom—they're on it that so yeah. yeah they're all this is the best one aries ever got let's help him tie it up <laughs> well yeah this is one of the ones that my mom actually does like so i gotta keep her around my mom she doesn't really like the, the pickings that I, I brought home before this so yeah <laughs> well i can think of one i, I wouldn't have approved of either <laughs> so uh what'd you guys think so jason anderson puts the hammer down reels in chase curtis or Chase Sexton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chase Curtis is out there. Yeah. Reels in Chase Sexton. Uh, you know, Sexton makes the charge back. Anderson holds him off. Uh, not to be a dick, but I was like, dude, that was gnarly. I wonder if he's going to have energy in the second moto. Yeah. Yeah, I could, see, I, I could see that. I mean, he was ripping. Yeah. And I think um, – yeah, I think we were all kind of wondering that. Yeah. I wonder, like, is he, like, a secret trainer? Like, Dude, secret? I mean, if you talk to Brock of those guys a little bit, like, he's gnarly. Yeah. Like, just the stuff he does and, like, the little, not expenses, but the little tricks he does just. He invests in himself. He, he, totally, totally. He invests in himself and is always making sure he's got, like, the best possibility. Yeah. It's it's kind of interesting. Yeah. 
The uh, the coolest thing is uh, I don't know if you guys watch Howard's Weekend yet, but when he crossed the finish line third, he said, "Yeah, I was, I was pumped. You know, I'm always proud of myself when I get a podium or whatever." But people were cheering, and the way he was cheering, he's like pulled over and he asked one of the flaggers, "Like, hey, dude, did I win the overall?" <laughs> and the guy's all, "Yeah," and he's all, "Sick." I thought that was pretty funny. Go uh, one three, get the overall. I mean, obviously, you know, because the one is worth more than the two. Mm-hmm. You know, you get more points for first. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, did they uh, did they show that on TV at all? Like his surprise? Yeah, yeah, you could tell that um, it took him a second, and like even that flagger like gives him the thumbs up, and then he he gets it, and then to hear you know him under the podium with that clip that Tom got of him, you know, thirteen years and and all that stuff is is huge. For so long, we thought Jason would like. Of course, he'd win an outdoor moto. Of course, he'd win an overall for all that. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I'll say that is good about watching from home on TV, like the only good thing, is that I can watch the live timing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the first, yeah. you know, me and Megan are are sitting here watching, and like Megan has her reasons to love Jason. Like Jason's her favorite rider, really, right now. And uh, I'm like, well, hey, he's coming. You no, know, even though in those first ten minutes, Kenny caught up to him. I'm like, he's getting ready to put it on a charge times are getting there it's going it's going and she's like are you sure and i'm like yeah yeah just give it a second and then they cut to rango in the mechanics area and rango's like yeah at the halfway point he's gonna wick it up and dude like lap 11 jason put down a 209 which was really good you know and you could just see it coming and see it coming and see it coming and it's like yeah there it is and uh how he used how he used the track you know like staying on the inside on that off-camber hill uh, you know, when, when Chase ran into Grant Harlan and did that, but then how he used Hartraft as like a buffer was, uh, I think a lot of other guys would have just fallen in line around the lapper and gotten held up by him, but he actually kind of used Hartraft to his advantage and then put even a little bit more of a distance between him and Chase. So that was really good. And I agree with you, Don, I looked like in the second moto, he might've been not as like spunky, you know, but he did what he needed to do. And the guys that he did get past are the guys that were like, are going to be the hard ones for Jason to pass. Jay, or, you know, Dungey, Cairoli, mm-hmm. Ken, those are going to put up a fight. Um, and I thought it was interesting to watch him and Chase go at it like that because, like, we've said so many times, there's not really, I don't think, like a hatred or like a big rivalry or anything between those two, but they definitely have a history of finding each other. And uh, when they were bar to bar going through the first turn and Chase, like, showed him no mercy, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was both. I, think. I I even seen a video on Twitter. Someone posted last night of him him actually getting in hot rest space. After- yeah, he seemed not happy about that. I heard, but like, dude, that was an expert. Yeah, it kind of helped him out. Offer. Yeah, you totally helped, yeah, him, helped him out. Him. Yeah, exactly. Did you talk to Hartraft, Ray? Uh, yeah, I talked to him a little bit. Uh, he's he's had a struggling, you know, first couple races. Uh, he says. Uh, his says his bike is too fast. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said to me. <laughs> so, too. I mean, yeah, you whatever you have a track, you know, that's super choppy like that, you know, and you have a motorcycle, you know, it might be um, tough on the body. And uh, and yeah, I mean, they're they're working they're working it out though. That team that team's they've taken so many strides forward in the past few years, even since I rode for them, you know, in 2019. So yeah, I'm sure they'll figure it out. Yeah, he had a trying day, but. I mean, he'll, he'll be better. He's better than that, for sure. Yeah. What else did he say to you? Oh, he's he's getting really bad arm pump. So. Because the bike's too fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just can't keep it under him. It feels like so. He's gonna try and work that out. I told him maybe more jacking off during the week, and he looked <laughs> at his chick and said, "No, nah, I need to get laid more." So. Dude, RM Army <laughs> is a fire-breathing dragon, dude. Yeah. Right. Did you see the steering damper they had? Yeah, Bo- oh, yeah, just Bogle, that, though. I've seen that this weekend uh, at Elsinore. Yeah, Bogle had one of those Olin steering dampener things on there. Like, Holy cow. That's high tech. Yeah, it was. Uh... It looks like it's off a MotoGP bike. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look. It <laughs> it, did, it just... <laughs> it's not that original Scott's Olin's damper. It's bigger. Is it mm. different? I don't know. It looks like an iPhone 12. <laughs> Plus. It's giant. Maybe the iPad. I don't know. But, uh, you know, also it's weird. Did you guys see on Cairoli's handlebar pad, he has a gear indicator? Did you see that, that last handlebar ride? Or is it on the front fender? No, the it's RPM on the, thing? No, it's, on, it's cut into his handlebar pad. 
Oh, and tells him what gears it? Yeah. What? No, I didn't. I didn't really look at his bike. That is weird. I don't. Yeah. Did you see it? Was it there at Paula, <laughs> Anton? No, I I didn't get the chance to get too close to their bikes. Apollo, they, dude, they had so many people around at that at first <laughs> yeah. race, yeah. and like KTM was like you know out front like security guards. So I wasn't gonna go run up on everybody at that point. And the good thing is now we have Tony for a couple more races, so mm-hmm. I'll go check it out this weekend. <laughs> dude, this round was just like Paula. Like, was it? Did you remember how like or you know in Supercross how insane the Honda pit is for Jet and Kenny and all them? Dude, this. This KTM lineup has that trumped, especially with it being Volan's hometown race, I think, too. Everyone's trying to get a picture with Max. Mm-hmm. But, dude, there's so many people in front of the KTM rig. It was nutty. Yeah. You know what's kind of funny, though, is, like, Antonio had that little weekend warrior trailer that he had <laughs> yeah, just one. on the side. And, like, yeah. nobody was really mobbing that. No. They're all around the, tra- the, the semi. Yep. They didn't realize he was in there, I think. No, probably not. Yeah. So what did you guys think of his uh, – Cairoli's whole shot and big fat whip. That was good. That, uh, I mean, as soon as he got out of the gate, I was like, because they had an overhead drone cam. Yeah. And so you see him like instantly, just a little bit, little bit ahead. I'm like, oh shit, Tony's gonna get this one. And I, I was like, really hopeful that that would lead to a little bit more. Yeah. But um, dude, the whole shot, the scrub was awesome. I heard, I read somewhere. Ken was behind him, and he wanted a photo for his house. Yeah, yeah, you read that on my Instagram. But, uh, no, uh, in Howard's Weekend, I was like, dude, how about that whip when you're leading? And he's like, oh, yeah, I knew that Kenny was there. And so I was hoping someone would get a photo, and I could blow it up for my house really big. <laughs> but uh, where did Ken pass him, like, in the next turn or something? Yeah, like within the next two turns, I think, before they got to the bottom of that hill. Yeah. But, uh, hey, I was telling Chase, uh, Anton, like, Andrew Short and Michael Lessie raced the 350 when it first came out and poo-pooed it because they said it was no good for the start. But Cairoli, Cairoli actually has had a lot of success on that thing. I was kind of hoping he would have raced the 350 here. Sorry. Yeah, they they always talked about how Tony did that, and they even made, like, a lot of hype about that uh, last year when he was retiring from the GPs, mm-hmm. you know. But, again, it, it's really funny how they just have nothing, like, no nobody anywhere races a 350, not even, like, privateer guy does. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, and it's even better now. Maybe they just oh. don't have the R&D on that thing with the new frame and all I that. I wonder yet. if anyone's ever, like, I wonder if anyone's ever gotten away with just say, "Oh, my 250F blew up," and they just went and got their 350 out of the truck that they practice on and just raced it for the second moto. <laughs> I've seen someone. I've seen someone race a a 350 in the 250 class at a Swap Moto Live race a couple of years ago. But yeah, yeah. Is that person mm-hmm. sat next to you, Chase? No. Well, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Maybe another one. Yo, that is that is something for sure that Swap would do. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure something Swap would do. Uh, no. Um, yeah. All right. What else? Three, four fifty class. Dungey six six right. Yep. Yeah. He. Uh, I think. I mean, he was impressive, I but mean, like he didn't. Like I was expecting I mean, more. I, I, for I think you got You got to talk a little bit about Tomac, how good he rode. Yeah. You know, everyone's always talking maybe his knee, but it looked like they got something figured out a little bit better on that bike because he was a lot, better. a lot better in the second moto too, like considerably yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, it was like yeah. the they second moto. The second moto looked like the Tomac that we expected, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. here he comes, just smashing everyone. Yeah. Did he say anything about suspension? I heard he went back to air stuff. No. He didn't. Yeah, I forget where. Maybe, maybe that. I hope that was Tomac. I swear I heard he went back really? there. Yeah. Yeah. Ferrandis went. Ferrandis went to something different. He had been running kit stuff for a while, and then now he's back to the factory KYBs. You know, it's just hanging on the bike right now. But for Eli, they did say that they had to work on the a lot. That it was way off last week, yeah. and that that's like the most important thing with him. And I could see, especially on that bike, like, because that thing's out of balance at the speed and the like way that he's pushing it i bet that would feel like a handful if it was a little bit yeah weighted one more side to the other it sounds like the only blue bike that didn't 
go through massive changes this week was kitchens. Everyone else was just panic mode after Paula and testing everything yeah. all week. So yeah, you, especially after uh, uh, you know talk that they had about wanting to stay in California and not getting to the last yeah, week. Yeah. So Eli says uh, his knee isn't too much pain. Do I hear Ezra? Yes, you do. Yeah, I'm on single day. <laughs> I'm on dad duty because Megan had to go back to work today for a bit. Oh. I've even changed uh, a diaper as we've done this. So. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Nice. Yeah, we're multitasking. <laughs> nice. So we have a guest co-host today. But uh, yeah, Tomac says his knee doesn't hurt that much. It just prevents him from squeezing the bike as hard as he wants to. So, oh, there's Moz. So at, at, yeah, at those sorry. speeds, <laughs> at those speeds, think about going down that hill as yeah, fast no as they go and not being able to squeeze the bike to keep it in control. That's scary. Terrifying. But uh, Christian Craig, solid again. Yep. I was. Uh, I talked to him later. I was like, dude, what is it like to like just work past Dungey and mm -hmm. Kairoli? He's like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I bet. But, uh, yeah, I think he's one of the players. Um, yeah, but like like <coughs> what I was saying, though, is like Dungey, it's super impressive that he came back after six years and is running this far up. But, like, I was in Spain last week, so I didn't go to Fox. So I was really expecting to be wild this weekend, but I was kind of like, eh. Yeah. It's cool. But he says he's at only 85%. Mm. Well, like I asked him, uh, we just posted a checking in with, and uh, I said, like, okay, how do you feel speed-wise? Where are you? And he said, I'm at 85%. So if at 85% he's where he's at, when he's at 100%, you know, I, I would see, see he'd be on the podium and contending for wins. Yeah. I will say, like watching him last weekend and this weekend, he definitely looked more tangy at Fox. I know he said he they went the wrong way or something in settings this yeah. at Hangtown, but yeah, he he looked more comfortable at Fox for sure. Yeah, I don't think Hangtown's ever been like a dungy track though either. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like that doesn't seem like it suits Ryan's like uh, style. Like hard. Right. I mean, I could be wrong. He could have like a bunch of wins that I just can't remember there. But anytime I think about that track, that's like. RV, you know, riding the rear wheel everywhere. It's mm -hmm. Chomack doing what he's done there so many times. It's Kenny being good there because it's the start of the season. I can't really think of Dungey just, like, on it on the chop and the hard pack and all the stuff that's there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The thing about Christian while we're on the topic, it, it's so impressive to see him work forward. It's not like he's getting starts and just, like, clinging on to anything. He's moving forward as the race goes on and, like – at every point in the thing, you see where he's still as fast and he's consistent. It's not like there's these big swings in speed, you know, 10 minutes in or 12 or in the last five minutes. Like, he's good. It's yeah. really, really good to see ahead of next year when you know he's going to in Alden's program. Like, whatever base he's building this year as far as, like, speed and stamina and understanding of the 450 class, he's going to be a monster come next year if everything works out the right way. Yeah, he's my biggest surprise as of yet just because he's got every right to not maybe put as much effort into this summer coming off a championship and already having a contract signed for next year. But, uh, yeah, he's he's definitely putting all the effort in there, it looks like. Mm. So, 450 class, anyone else we need to touch on? <clears throat> um. Was the racing as, like, spread out as it looked? Dude, I mean, I didn't watch second moto because I was doing How's Your Weekends. Mm -hmm. But first moto, it was pretty spread out, it looked like. Yeah, but, dude, the finish with Jason and, and yeah. Sexton yeah. was, like, all anyone was looking at. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, dude, shout out to Ryan Surratt. He was flying in the first moto. He was, like, 38th, maybe, 39th off the start. And, dude, like, I think he got up to 18th or something. Yeah. Like, I was filming him. Yeah. And when I, I caught him, like, blow by Benny, and I was like, holy shit, like, this guy's just moving. So that was that was sick. Oh, we have an ant problem. Yeah. They came after Mises treats. Mises treats? What? You know those little foam-looking treats that were on my desk? Yeah. Yeah. They invaded my desk. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, Surratt was going good. So what is his deal? He was riding a Stapes suspension bike. Yeah, like he's riding his... Stapes guy owns it? Yeah, yeah, it's his his suspension guy's personal bike. 
Yeah. He's riding it because he's got no wow. rides for the summer or anything. So he's just going to – the guy's like, yeah, you can ride my bike for the first two rounds. And I think he took him to the race and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, hopefully wow. this isn't the last we see of Surratt because, I mean, he's freaking railing. He yeah, deserves something. Yeah. SGP. Hey, but at the end of the Supercross in Salt Lake, yeah. um, you know, just a little bit, but, uh, you know, stuff's hard. You know, I'm sure he's got obligations, but, you know, we have our team deals as well, you know, so that's, oh, yeah. he's, that's he's what kind of sucks. You know, you can't, you can't just get anyone off the street, you know, because we all have our own sponsors and some of these people might have their own deals that they want to stick with, you know, and which is perfectly fine. You know, that's, that's just loyalty right there, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the uh, blood money team? Blood money. Oh, is that the weed one? That yeah, Rod Bell. Hey, Bell. what's the deal with Rob yeah, Bell? Yeah, that's what Rob, Rob Bell, Bell didn't did. want to go to Canada. Oh, and, and really? PRMX went to Canada. Right. Same with B Ray. That's why he's on that team as well. Oh, okay. Huh. But well, so, uh, I mean, hey, he, he looks like he did pretty good first weekend on the Husky. I mean, first time Saturday was riding the thing, and you know he got points. Yeah. So, or, or what the scores were? I think it was twenty twenty seven. But I mean, hey. I mean, that's not bad. Yeah, you got points. Hey, one shout more. out to that team for securing three or four factory editions. That sounds pretty difficult to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, after he's like, dude, literally, this is the first time I raced a Husky. I've only ridden it like once. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I uh, he po- posted on his Instagram. It was just like three pictures of him like, standing by the bike or on the line or whatever. And I was like, dude, you're what's up with that post? And he goes, I've got no pictures. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So is blood money. The, just the name of the team or is that a sponsor? Uh, I, I think it's who I think it is. I'm pretty sure they're from like Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've done some stuff with like that Tampa track that's down there. But I want to say that they've been like a part of some stuff some stuff down in florida and you know that rapper riff raff the, yeah. the jody high roller he's got the husky done if you saw him he's got a dyed husky if you've ever seen that mm-hmm. uh and there a couple years ago and i want to say that those guys were part of that too hmm. but i might be wrong but i think that's the same dudes because it was a similar name interesting yeah. well, that's did cool. you guys hear about poor archer yeah i heard i heard about that last night actually uh, Kenny Taco Bell was telling me because he's pretty close with the with those guys over there. Tony, and I guess Hampshire yeah. got all sketchy, yeah, on the track and just KO'd my boy Tony Archer. What? Oh, that's what happened. Concussion. Yeah, you didn't yeah. see any crutches at the end of the race. Oh, yeah, dude. RJ's bike flew into Archer's leg. <laughs> Where? Yeah. In the mechanics area? No, he was like standing up top on he one of the hills. I think. Yeah, he was a spotter. Yeah, he was a spotter because uh, Fortner was hurt. So yeah. So, yeah, he was just helping out the team, and, uh, yeah, he got KO'd by a motorcycle. Oh, Poor shit. PC. Yeah, Dude, I that's saw... just their luck. <laughs> I know, right? Even the mechanics are on the disabled list <laughs> now. In that first moto, I saw RJ, like, go from being in the top 38, and then back to 11th, and then back to 38th, and I'm like, whoa, live timing's, like, messing up. And then yeah. there really was something to it. And then when he didn't show up for the second moto, I was like, whoa, dude, something really must be up. Yeah. And uh, but the press release just says there was an incident and he didn't line up for the second motor, but there was no like clarification as to what it was. So that thanks for pointing that out, Chase, because I would have had no idea. Yeah, I didn't see the crash or anything. I just heard after the race. I heard poor Husky's struggling. They need Jacob Johnson to get off maternity leave and get back to the races. <laughs> haven't been the same without him. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good luck charm. Yeah, good luck charm. Yeah. Damn. All right, let's take a uh, quick break to hear from our sponsors. Have you heard that Yoshimura is now making bicycle components? That's right. Their first product to market, the Chileo Pedal, was over two years in development, and now they're ready for your mountain bike or BMX bike. Made in the USA and available in two sizes, you have to see these masterpieces of machining to appreciate them. They're most likely the last pedals you'll ever need for your bicycle. Now shipping worldwide. Check them out at YoshimuraCycling.com. Hi, SWAT Moto Live listeners. This is Alex Martin. At Arai, every helmet is handcrafted with dedication to pursue gains and protection, and that is exactly why I choose to race in an Arai helmet. This lifeblood of obsession with protection is driven by a single shareholder and runs through every person who builds an Arai helmet. 
This is what sets Arai apart. This is Arai. Since 2005, Risk Racing has been a leading innovator within the motocross industry, all while doing it in their own unique way. Whether you are looking for the premier motocross transport system, the Lock and Load Pro, or the EZ Utility Jug, the fuel can of choice, for me, SGB Racing's Alex Ray, Risk Racing is there to be your go-to motocross shopping destination. Head over to riskracing.com today and see their entire product line. Use code SWAP at checkout to receive 15% off the entire purchase. Hey everyone, Don Moyetta here. Over the past 20 years, I've built a ton of cool motocross project bikes. When it comes to choosing a great wheel set, my first call is always to the crew at WUSA. Importers and distributors of Talon, Kite, Han, and Edge Hubs, the wheel building team at W is unrivaled when it comes to lacing them up to DID or Excel rims. Let's be honest now. Next cleaning air filters or changing oil. Tightening spokes is one of the most tedious jobs when it comes to working on your bike. When it comes to wheel sets from W though, you know that they'll stay straight and true and the spokes will almost always stay tight. There's a reason that factory teams and top riders everywhere rely on W. When it comes to anything wheel related, your one-stop shop is WUSA.com. Check them out. Hey, this is Colt Nichols of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team, and I rely on Guiltless Food Co. to keep me fueled properly, feeling 100%, and is super convenient. It's healthy food that doesn't suck. Sign up at guiltlessfoodco.com. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world. Period. The engineers who design your bike trust and spec Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose Backyard Designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long. Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user-friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at BackyardDesignsUSA.com. G'day guys, this is nine times X Games gold medalist Jared McNeil. Off the motocross bike, I spend plenty of time cross-training on my intense mountain bike. From the super fast and efficient sniper cross-country bike, to the aggressive primer and tracer trail bikes, or even the amazing taser e-bike. Every intense is designed and developed in the United States and built to the highest standards. A life on two wheels certainly includes pedals too, so give the crew at IntenseCycles.com a look. Okay, alright. Everyone, welcome back to the Kickstart Podcast presented by Pro Taper. Um, so yeah, 250 class then, right? Okay, yeah. So, Moseman was a monster that first moto. Yeah. And uh, you know what's funny is that, that downhill section with the rhythms? Yep. He used that weird inside line where you jump high yeah to pass jay coop but then did you notice later in the day guys were going outside, outside and jumping to in? in yeah they're cutting in and out and yeah. it's like oh those Scary. are choose or lose lines and you're crisscrossing mm-hmm. i saw a couple guys like literally one was jumping on the inside the other one was going outside to dive to the inside and missed each other by maybe three inches yeah, yeah it was scary but yeah so that's like a uh mosman's from up there right right this hometown race a lot, of, a lot of hometown races. I forget how big Mosman. the NorCal moto community is. There's a lot of guys. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he won that first moto, and I was like, damn. But then the second moto, was it the first lap where he weeded himself on that jump? I think so. Yeah, because it was right behind Jay Coop's incident. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Jay Coop, I was pumped to see him whole shot both motos and run up front like that and get on the podium because his first uh, – 
first race at Paula was was he like in the teens? Yeah, he was 13, 14 for 12th, I think. Yeah. So good to see that his uh, foot and all that is actually not horrible because I think everyone was like, uh oh, did he get on the bike too soon? But obviously he had some maybe some bike issues or not mm-hmm. bike issues, but struggled struggled with the setup last weekend. So it was good to see they got some improvements there, and he's he's in it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was uh, I was kind of surprised to see uh, him not give Jet a bigger run in the second one. I mean, he stayed there, right? Close, but uh, you know, considering how sick Jet was and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, on the Mosey thing, uh, I think I said it last week, but Michael um, in the preseason press conference, he was like very clear. He's like, "I'm gonna win five races this year, and I want to <laughs> be a title contender." Oh, okay. Wow. And so then there's one. You know, there's one race, but. Uh, he did a 209 early wow. in the Moto2. And I was like, what? Because everybody else is doing like best laps or 211s, 212s. I was like, did he cut the track or something? Because where does he find two seconds like that? Yeah. You know, and just kept it going. And then was consistently like his consistent laps for 211s and 212s when that's what guys were doing. Yeah. You know, on a hot lap. Uh, to see that and then. It just is such a bummer for him because you, you could see as soon as he didn't get a good start in that second moto that it was going to be tough. Yep. And uh, going to go on from there. And that it's it's just, you know, that's the one thing that Michael's really been missing is that kind of well, consistency, consistency from one race to the next. You know, he, he's fast and everything, but then there, there's those crashes. But it's just putting a whole day together that he's got to still figure out. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it's just like we said earlier, how – at the deck, it had been pretty good to, to treat the bike that bad. Yeah. On Mosey, though, he was one of – so that back section I was talking about earlier where they were, like, tripling into those rollers, Mosey was able to – even the forward guys kind of struggled doing this. But if you tripled in, you could, like, wheelie and I want to say double out. Otherwise, you would have to, like, double and then slow for that last long roller and then hit the, sh- the step up. Mosey was able to, like, get both wheels – over that last roller and just carry so much momentum into that step up a couple laps where he literally was like coasting off the lip where all the other guys were seat bouncing and like trying to get as much lift as they could. So, I mean, he was making up some good time there when he was doing that. Local track knowledge. Mm-hmm. I think that section was all new this year too, though. Is it? Yeah, because – Oh, because it was normally – Yeah, time. usually sweeped back in, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they said something on the broadcast. They're trying to target around a two-minute lap time, so I think they might have cut off a little bit of the track. Yep, yep. That's what I think. That's what I heard too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it. They took like around the tree and the pond there at the bottom where those yeah. long rollers used to be. Yeah, because that was a fast and really really deep section before that elevator jump, mm-hmm. or it used to be. Yeah, it's funny because I went, you know, I was shooting and I was like, oh, I'll go shoot that turn there. And I walked her out. Oh, the turn's gone. Yeah, you know, because that's kind of <laughs> yeah. cool. That that right hand sweeper. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, I don't it was know. hard so, to get like so a cool t- turn shot there because all the turns were built up. And yeah. You were, you, I couldn't really climb on top of the track. I, for photos, <laughs> I was trying to not have sky in the background because it was so ugly and yeah. white. Yeah. So I was trying to shoot down on stuff and have mm-hmm. dirt or trees or something. But I don't know. How about so, Anton? You were you were watching on the on the broadcast. Um, mm-hmm. Did you? What did you? Are you watching like on a phone or iPad, or are you watching just straight on the TV? We have the Mav TV like plus app, and we were casting mm-hmm. it to the. TV. Okay. Uh, it was better, I guess, than what last week was. But then the last like, I got kicked off at the same time in the second four fifty moto, just as everybody else did, and it was like <laughs> a rush to try to get back on. <laughs> And then it's telling me yeah. that I don't have access to the login and that I haven't bought anything. And I'm just, yeah. So uh, it's getting there. It's getting well, there. But uh, even like on the uh, broadcast, I thought I thought Glover was late. Dude, Glover is a talker. Like anybody that ever gets the chance to sign with Brock, he'll talk your ear off about everything and good stuff too. Like he's very well informed. Yeah. He Him was... and RJ would have been a great pairing in the booth this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been really well. Good. Yeah, I think Jason Thomas is doing a good job. Dude, as, he's crushing it. As the color guy. Yeah, too. he is. Yeah, he looked a lot more. Um, he was. You could tell he's pretty nervous at Fox the times I saw him. But today, like, we actually had time to have a brief interaction, and he seemed really happy, smiling all day. Yeah, yeah good for him. 
I don't think he's doing it next weekend though, because isn't next weekend reverse schedule uh, for NBC or whatever? Yeah, and like NBC. Yeah. yeah okay. Hmm. How about uh, Joe Shimoda? Dude, he was on fire. Dude, I think he, I think he would have won the second row if he didn't fall down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so too. I think that dude right now. I mean, if he could, if he could start top three, like he he probably will win the moto. You know what I mean? Like that's been him like the last two races. Like just coming from the back. If he gets a little bit better start, I think he can really get up there and get a win. Yeah. At the same time, though, like what is what message does it send to the rest of the class when Hunter and Jet? Finish sick that well, and they're sick and fucking yeah. throwing up. And yeah, it's rough. I mean, I don't know. That's pretty gnarly. Like, I mean, have you, Ari, have you raced a national sick before, like a 30 minute moto like that? Uh, I've, I've raced some supercrosses really sick, uh, but not really much outdoors. But, yeah. man, I can't imagine, like, because, I mean, dude, when you have a cold, you can't, it's hard to breathe, you're coughing, and, like, any type of, you know, exertion just makes it worse, and it intensifies it. I mean, you're out there, I mean, like you said, he was throwing up in between motos and stuff, and he said, he, you know, that's one thing it's about outdoors, it's so long, it's so hot, you got to keep food in you, and mm -hmm. for him to be able to win the moto, and with him, like, having no food in his stomach, like, that's... That's gnarly. Yeah. You know what's funny, too, is, like, they were sick, right? And they're sitting in that tent, yeah. and they're just, just, Jet was in the, you know, the, there's two semis. There's, like, a, a rider's land semi in the truck. He's sitting at a table there, and all the fans are, like, at the edge, and Hunter's signing autographs and stuff, but Jet's just sitting there <laughs> looking <laughs> like he feels like shit. What happened to, what happened to COVID fear, right? Oh, yeah, right? Like, I mean, I'm not saying they had COVID. I mean, it's probably just the flu. But, but I mean, it's like... A year ago, any A year sickness, ago, if you yeah. coughed or yeah. sneezed, people were like, ah! Like, like <laughs> yeah. you know, put, holding up a cross at you, trying to fend away the devil. <laughs> but now, I mean, I don't know. Because there's no testing of the races now, right? Right, right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just an observation, not a COVID hater. Did you see anyone at the races wearing a mask? No, no, yeah, neither not did a I. single person. No, yeah, not even not in the spectators, not, nothing. Mm -mm. Yeah, which is kind of weird because, like, even like remember the preseason uh, Lawrence Brothers press conference? Oh, you didn't go there, but there was like there was some like Honda personnel and stuff wearing masks still. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I know the Honda's really serious about all. Well, that. even I think early in Supercross they were all wearing masks still. The Honda guys for the most part, maybe yeah. not, but. I thought so. I don't know. No. Hey, did you guys see Kenny's haircut on TV? I did not know. Is it different? Well, he's he's got like a mullet thing. It looks going. like a I don't know because he's got the oh, it's side like a mullet shaved. Fo yeah, mullet fohawk. I don't know. It always scares me when he has like some new outrageous haircut. Because that's the distraction. It's like oh shit, he's he's troubles. on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like when he made his hair. All Red or something a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. That was right when things went bad. I don't know. When uh, I had that haircut, my brother said it was a cry for attention, <laughs> and he wasn't wrong. So that Wait. was that was then. That was then. So yeah. emo and it was a bad haircut. It was a bad haircut. Emo and I got pulled into TSA over around the same time with that Travis Bickle looking fucking mohawk. What are, okay? What are the chops right now? Then is that just a dad thing or is that uh, probably? Uh, no, they're probably a cry for attention, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I got, like, a beard, but it just I forgot my trimmer. But, like, I shaved it into a mustache before I left California, and now I don't have my trimmer with me. So I just have, like, a, a beard with an extra long mustache. Nice. Manchu going. Hey, what yeah. What was your Ken Otaki belt, Kenny Taco Bell? Jeez. What was he doing at the race? This weekend? Yeah. Uh, I think they're, uh, well, Monster is a big part of, uh, the outdoors now. Yeah, but so they, they have a jump show. No, they, they have didn't. a jump show. No, that was in Missouri. They canceled well, they a bunch of the jump had, shows. Well, they must have had rig rides then because they still have a stage and he has to go up and introduce all of the, uh, Monster, uh, monster athletes to huh. the, to, 
sort of like fan fest type deal in supercross but they had that in outdoors you know what kenny taco bell said to me about you a ray he's all what he said i told that fucker he just better be decent about it and give me some notice before he moves out with that chick <laughs> <laughs> no i'll be decent i'll give him 30 days i told him that i told him i'd give him 30 days oh man He's yeah. got a prime spot too with that hell spa that you guys have built in there. You're gonna have a oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you just have her move do. move in? Uh, well, we're 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 trying to figure it out. So we want to rock around yeah, the we're, house we're naked. So I don't think Taco Bell would care. <laughs> no, Taco Bell's like, hey, let me know where you're moving. I'll just stay in a guest bedroom instead of the master. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to be an athlete today i think he took my e-bike out for a ride oh did he so, nice it's it's summer 2022 Kane taco bell's back on the program yeah he said something to me about like yeah when i cared about my health Dude. something something how about me just like waiting outside for this uber at my chick's house with my golf clubs yeah how's the golf game at work have you have you broken 100 yet a ray like legitimately? i shot a one i, I shot you know, I shot 104 the other day. With no mulligans? No mulligans. Getting closer. Nice. Getting closer. Yeah. Getting a little bit better. Fine. Can you I fit- looked the part, though. Hell, I got this badass OGO with all these Callaway golf clubs, all that stuff. So. Can you, can you finish an entire 18 holes trying, or do you start drinking after your first shank? No, no. I, dude, I, I take it serious. Yeah. There's only been there's only been a few times where it's it's gotten away from me. Ah. <laughs> but for the most part, I, I try to take it pretty serious. Do you have a ball with a, a line drawn on it? To help what do you, you mean? What do you say? You want know, people draw a line on their ball to help line. What did you say butts. about my balls? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but I mean, hey, we're we're getting better, you know. I got this. It's all Callaway said. It's good, you know. Nice. Thanks to you, Don. Nice, nice. So and uh, and Daddy Frank. Yeah, Daddy Frank. (laughs) So Anton, uh, you're headed to uh, Denver next weekend. I'm predicting a Tomac smash. Yeah, I'm excited for this weekend. Like Colorado, that Thunder Valley race has always been one of my favorite ones. It's like such a pretty one, and you know, it's the first time that we get to start seeing how green it is. as the series goes back east and stuff like that. So that'll be good. Uh, yeah, I think I think it'll be fun to see Eli really smash there. I wrote this in uh, I wrote this sometime last week, like, hey, enjoy watching Eli while you can on the blue bike outdoors, you know? So if you get to see it, make sure it happens because Supercross only next year. Yeah, you know? it's true. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think, too, like, it's going to be interesting to see who kind of comes – in in these next few uh as we get away from these california tracks that everybody hates thunder valley be that last one that everybody's just kind of like ho-hum about mm-hmm. and then they'll get a break and then well high point and then a break and everything so it'll be interesting to see where everyone next few weeks because you're starting to see who's serious and like who's going to be in it for the long haul and who's, who's still you know got some stuff to work out mm-hmm. um but yeah i think this weekend will be good and i think too like it's going to be another one of those times where this is going to be a hard test of everybody's stamina. The first real one, I looked at the weather for this Saturday, and it's going to be like 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always really, really hot right there because there's like very little cloud cover or tree cover. So start hydrating now. Uh, yeah. Hey, what do you guys think uh, about uh, uh, Cairoli and Dungey getting stronger? Um, so, yeah, Cairoli, what, it's been announced that he's going to do the next two. Um He's going to go and look at things. There's a chance he's going to do all of them, but he's for sure going to come back and do some later in the season. Uh, but, you know, are they going to get better than they are right now? I think, I I think, think so. Will. Yeah, for sure. I think for, like, Tony, you know, I, I uh, last week, where so many people thought he was just going to come out and just, like, stomp it in on everybody. Um, and for him to be, you know, top 10 lurking on the top five is really, really good, especially for him to say he's not taking it as serious as he was. Mm-hmm. And like, does he really want to ride that ragged edge that Sexton and Anderson are willing to push it to now? 
you know, because even over in Europe, the only person, the only two guys that would put are Jeffrey and Tim, and they land on, you know, they land on their head quite often. <laughs> so it's not like he's really ever had to to match that. He just has kind of waited it out. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's going to be an option this summer. Uh, and for Dungey, dude, I, I'm really interested to see if this is like the second chapter for Ryan. There's yeah. no way this is just a one and done summer. Like there's probably going to be more to it than just like getting his rocks off one more time. Yeah. It's so it, I had such the crazy right. deja vu feeling. Oh, is your Uber here? Yeah, Uber's here. All right, hey, Ray, have a good game. Have a good round. I appreciate it. Well, while I go, um, because I'm a Supercross guy, I seen that there was uh, two more teams that got announced for World Supercross today. Uh, mm-hmm. Sir, or, or yeah. last week? Last week. Last week. Last week. Yeah. The yeah. next couple should be later this week or something. Yeah. Cool. Alrighty, boys. Well, I'll holler at y'all later. All right. Later. Y'all have a later. Good. So what were we saying? I don't remember. Well, I think you said you had deja vu watching. Dutch. Oh. Dude, it was weird, like walking up to the starting line before practice starts, and I took a couple pictures of Dungeon. It's like, whoa! And like, even his gear this weekend looks like gear from six years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and he's only wearing orange all the time. Yeah. yeah, like I just walked into him, and he's all, "Hey, Don, I'll do that." I just had this feels like the deja vu. Gnarly. Mm-hmm. I mean, like nothing's changed. He looks the same. Actually, he looks a little older, but. He looks exactly the same. Yeah. Same, you know, same number, same gear, same helmet, everything. I don't know. But, yeah, I bet you he, uh, he's back for a few more years, I think, Anton. I, like, dude, I, I still think that Dungy won Spring Greek. I, I really do. After yeah. watching how these last few have gone, like, I think so. I, I really think so that he's going to be just a madman once we hit that point in the summer and he races his way back in mm-hmm. because if, like you said, if he's 85% or two races in and everybody else has been racing this long and is like kind of burned right now, once they hit dog days of summer, you know, spring Creek, Washougal, Bud's Creek, Unadilla, he's going to, he should be pretty good. He should be right into his form when everybody else is just like dying and waiting for the checkered flag to throw on the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What what else do you say in the checking in with? Uh, he said he's always stayed in shape. And uh, I asked him. I said, "Hey, dude, so you come out and you do a national motocross, like not off the couch, but I mean your first one in six years. Were you sore?" He goes, "Oh, I felt it the next day." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It, it's it's cool to see Dunge because. Um, it seems like he is appreciating this one a little bit differently. He's not so like wound up in things and people are so pumped. I'm like, I, I clearly, I don't know how it was at Hangtown this weekend, but at Paul, number five, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that it's just going to get that way, especially as the series comes East and he's back among, you know, his people, uh, high point people are going to go nuts to see him, you know? Yeah. When he was in staging, they have like, they go under, kind of down in the ground and then there's that bridge for the spectators to walk over staging area dude just standing there so many fans are like oh, thank you for racing again Dungey. like thank you <laughs> yeah it's so funny <laughs> oh man i don't know um what else is there anything else that we saw or was kooky or oh anton did you hear if anyone got airlifted because there was a helicopter that landed and took off after qualifying I didn't. I didn't. But, like, that's kind of the other – like, I love watching the races and stuff like that from home and everything. But, like, after watching them on TV, I really would be there because there's so much stuff that you never hear or see, you know. And there's little things – I mean, I had no idea. I I have no idea uh, if anybody would would have gotten hurt like that. That's a bummer if it did happen, though. Yeah. Um, What A-Ray was saying about that World Supercross thing – uh, yeah, so those two teams to get announced last week, like Dak's team is not a surprise. You know, Australians, right. he's really, really tied in with all those World Supercross dudes. Uh, but the Rick Ware thing was interesting because mm-hmm. like two weeks ago, I was on a phone call with, with some people 
NASCAR. Like NASCAR teams are coming or there's some NASCAR people that are interested and they're like, but it's not Joe Gibbs. Like they were very adamant to say it's not Joe Gibbs. And I was like, well, okay, who else would it be? So to see the Rick Ware thing was pretty interesting. And then you go on their website, you see how much that they've sponsored motocross, you know, through the years, Jessica Patterson, Vicky Golden, like Josh DeMuth, like they've, they've been around for a bit. So it'll be interesting to see how they come about it and the sponsors that they have, you know, they have medicine company for migraine headaches. They have like a, a shed company they have a pizza company. So they've got some different stuff. Like, is that going to be like multi millions of dollars brought in? No, but it'll be cool to see how these sponsors that are really active in other forms of racing, Morton building is really, really big in dirt track racing. Hunt brothers pizza is big in circle track racing too, to see if they kind of like, Give Supercross some attention like that would be would be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Did you guys to GPs this weekend? No. What? So uh, they're at Ernay, and Don, you've been to Ernay, right? Mm, yes. Years In ago. France, so you know it's real steep and and real hard pack. So it rains like super super hard on Saturday, mm. and they send the MX2 race out for their qualifying moto. Oh, I heard guys like, weren't racing or something, right? They didn't, yeah, yeah, so that big protest. So yeah, Jeremy Seaver, Tim Geyser, Prado, and a couple other factory guys are all like, "We're not gonna race this. That this is or this qualifying moto. This is bullshit. Like, this is totally impractical for this to happen." Uh, I guess that the track crew didn't even take their equipment out there because they were afraid it was going to get stuck or just yeah. get messed up or, or didn't even prep the first out. turn or the straight. Didn't prep the first turn. Didn't prep the start straight away. There's like one slot car line line all the way around the track. So then they kind of have their back and forth and no factory guy with the exception of like Maxime Renault lines up. So then Stewart is kind of the spokesperson for all the riders about all of this. And he's the one with David Longo, like really being adamant as, as to what they're going to do. And then Seawer goes out and wins the overall the next day, which is just so sick. Seawer has been so good these last few years. And to see Jeremy just like getting bigger, better and better uh, has been cool. He's got a fun riding style. Like I would love to watch a video of just him and Barsha on Mm -hmm. the track because they're pretty similar, both really, really loose. Um, But then the points that he brought up, uh, we haven't heard about it as much, but friends that are over there or racers that have been there that are coming here and like the overall vibe in the GPs right now, isn't that great? Um, you know, with so many people being out, Tim having the lead that he has the expense of everything in Europe right now, how many places they're going. If you watch that race in Spain from last weekend, there's all the big grandstands. There's nobody in them. Really? So like Jeez. interest is kind of like Rocky right now. Right. And uh, how much that the teams are paying to have to go to do some of these the last week so there's no race in indonesia this year which is good because that's a lot of cost saved but uh everybody's just like what what are we doing and why are we doing this right now in this way because it's not it's not worth it it's just not working well so this was kind of like the boiling point of a lot of issues this week that just came to a head and uh it'll be interesting to see how that stuff goes because a lot of the stuff that they bring over there is the same arguments we've been hearing for years i even heard that the purse money thing got these fans came here to watch you give a show. They paid all this money, and the writers are like, well, we don't get any of that money, so what do we care? Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty valid point for them right now if they're going to go torch factory bikes in the mud on a Saturday for a race that means you know, literally nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think it's a lot of that same stuff that we've been seeing happen here. There's a lot of people that are just like, we all have to get on the same page as riders. We just need to start doing that. Dude, even in MotoGP right now, they're trying to start a riders' union. Yeah interesting to see like who actually does what and if everybody's able to like come together on one one subject mm-hmm. real quick before we end this rj just posted um so his crash was in the first moto a couple laps to go and uh he thought he was fine he wasn't he landed on one of the stakes which we saw he didn't get guy. his balls did he dude he no but it went through his armpit oh. and cut his right lung and had to have surgery saturday because his lung got all jacked up from collapsing. So, yeah, it sounds like he'll be out for a while. So that's a big bummer. One of the metal sticks. Yeah. Dude, that's a, Dude that's those, a things, those things were out. I don't know why they were putting them so close, but we saw – that's what um, – is it Meshi? One of the guys – That's that guy hit right in front of Yeah, him. dude. I don't know why they put so many of the metal ones right up next to the downhills, but, yeah, not good. 
Yeah. Man, that's that's just such scary. All stakes. such shit for everybody, man. Like for Husky, that's terrible because mm-hmm. now they really don't have anybody. I mean, they got Jalik and they got Styles, but like, there's a reason they kept RJ on that four or on the two fifties because they thought he was going to be a championship contender, and that's that's yeah. gone now, and he's going to need something for next year. But then, this is another thing that's been kind of boiling over and boiling over because I've even seen it on comments uh, online. The wooden stakes that are, you know, with just like a handsaw and the metal stakes. You know, I get it where they have to have that stuff. A lot to have right, right next to the track, like basically just this dagger that guys are racing next to at forty-five miles an hour. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I've, I've thought differently about stakes ever since I ripped my balls. <laughs> but like, even like in in Spain, right at at the uh, Golf MX track, I was riding around and there's wood stakes in the ground, but they're like straight up and down. I think that they should angle them away from the track yeah away so if from you the fall direction. away from him you're gonna fall on it and push it down yeah and not get impaled on mm-hmm. it, right but and it's funny because the golf mx guy mm-hmm. it was really excited i was there because i had met him at zach a few years ago mm-hmm. and i said that to him well dude why are those wood stakes there like you know if you fall down you're gonna get stabbed on them he's yeah. like oh and i told him the ball story and everything but but yeah i mean they're necessary in some instances right but what if you just Put them angle. in an angle. Yeah. What do you think about that, Anton? Like at a at even yeah, a one, even a one o'clock angle, or you know, two o'clock would be better. Yeah. You know? It's like, got to be something. It, it it's got to be something because the way that it is is just it, it's inevitable. It, it's inevitable, and here it happens to RJ. But like you 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 have to do something because nobody, barely any guy is really riding chest protectors, and even at that same. How much is a plastic chest protector really going to do up against that thing? You know, yeah. if it's yeah, dude, they got they, something's got to be too. done. But what do you do? You know, I'm sure there's something that they're going to try to make, but it's got to happen soon. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Too many punctures in that team. <laughs> yeah, right. Man, I had a lot of people, Anton, make reference to uh, putting the sack in Sacramento this weekend. Like, hey. Swap, watch out. They mean, Don't jump any fences. They mean, <laughs> they mean, oh, reference to you? Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, Even like, R.D. was making reference to it in your story when you were talking about in his story when you were talking to Bodner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what I was talking to Bodner about because I see Bodner in the first turn. He's all, hey, Swap. And I was all, hey, Doc. And I was all, look at that outside turn right there. And he just starts laughing. But uh, I don't know. It was nice to make it home healthy and unscathed. I think uh, that's it, right? Nothing yeah. else. So, um, Anton, the uh, photo vest is with Brandon Short, as there is no SGB rig to leave it in for you. So, uh, <laughs> go see him. Sounds good. And, uh, man, I'm looking forward to seeing the racing this weekend. I know we're only three rounds in, but, man, this is super exciting. So Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to just go back. Like, it's fun everything and, like, all that, but I really like the races. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Kickstart podcast presented by Pro Taper. Um, be sure to tune in next Monday when we're talking about uh, Thunder Valley, Thunder Valley yep. MX in Colorado. Thanks for listening. Since 1991, Pro Taper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.